righty, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. Thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. My name is Dwayne, and today we are finally counting down our top 10 movies of 2019. We have our list for the top 10 worst movies. If you want to go check that out, we did that a few weeks ago before the holidays, so go check that out. It was me, Tyler, and Hannah for that show. But today, this is all good stuff that we all loved and enjoyed. It's going to be all the movies that we loved from the year of 2019. Uh, for this show, I am joined by some special guests. First things first, I am joined by my box office beatdown co-host from LCS Screen Talk. We have Larry. Larry, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. Ready to talk about our fave films. Yes, Happy New Year's to you, um, sir, fun. as well. It's 2020. It's still crazy. January wow. 3rd. And January 3rd is also a special date because we are also joined by the, board, the birthday girl herself from the Cinemania World page. Hannah, Hannah, how are you? <laughs> Happy birthday. 25 years old. Woo! Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm 25 years old. Uh, no. uh, she was about I'm to let that just slide on by, too. <laughs> Hannah's a Hannah's still a baby, <laughs> so don't be trying to. Yeah. Hannah's still like Hannah's like six, 16 years old, just like now. Nah. But um, happy birthday! How's your I'm day 19. going? <laughs> um, How's your day it's going? pretty good. I worked today, and I'm getting ready to see Call Me by Your Name in a little bit. Oh, when's that at? Do we have time? Oh Lord, I feel bad. Oh no, no, we have plenty of time. I'm okay. going at like ten o'clock. Okay, okay, right. go, 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 go. Okay, well that's exciting. I'm glad you had a good birthday. You get anything, anything nice or anything? Um. No. <laughs> She's like, no. No. Um, no. Well, hanging out with my friends. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, well, I missed you guys. I haven't. I did a podcast earlier to review The Grudge. Oh, God. I don't know what happens. What I happened? I kind of want to see it. It's awful, please. It's awful. It's just—it's the longest an hour and a half I've ever I've ever sat through. It's really bad. Um, but I miss podcasting. I feel like I haven't podcasted in like a long time that's because i was away i was in new york um for new year's and all that stuff and everyone's been doing their own thing but everything should be back to normal um and stuff so i'm excited to get into this show i have my letterbox ready you know with all <laughs> my with my list and everything so i'm pumped so this is our top Me 10 too. list top 10 of 2019 there's gonna be some odd choices uh, um aka hannah uh, and then it's gonna be some really really strange choices probably for me <laughs> Most likely for me. Um, but yeah, so we are go I wonder if it, I wanted to go around to see if anyone has any honorable mentions first. Um, I have a couple of honorable mentions and so I actually have a lot of honor, honor, honorable mentions. So uh Larry, do you have any honorable mentions before we get into the top ten? Yeah, I have like a, so many honorable mentions. This was a great year for, was, for it film. It's just it's so tough to make these decisions and dwindle it down to ten. Probably this list is actually going to look a lot different when I make my list. I don't know. It's like ah, um, but for honorable mentions for me, I have Book Smarts. I have The mm-hmm. Nightingale, as well as mm-hmm. Us. Oh, it killed me not to get Us into that top ten. Honey Boy, mm. Queen and Slim, mm. The Lighthouse, and then oh. finally, the one that just killed me that I couldn't get into my list is Rocket Man. That's my honorable number 11 right now. Oh, okay, okay. That's not bad. Um, Actually, I have a lot of my... um. Honorable mentions of before I get Hannah's. I'll go to I'll go with mine. Um, this is from 
because I had one in my letterbox from like best to like my least honorable, I guess. If you, I mean, because I love all these movies, but like I love them. My but the first movie until the last one is like the first movie I really really wanted to get into the top ten, but I just couldn't get into it, uh, just because there was so much stuff. And I kind of, I want to hit myself because last year, mid last year, I was talking about how this year of movies was awful and stuff, but I had to wait until festival season came around because everything started popping off and it was good. Um, all right, so my. Honorable mentions as of right now, I have Honey Boy, Knives Out, <clears throat> Little Women, Teen Spirit. Oh, I love Teen Spirit so much. Um, Mickey and the Bear, Us, Bombshell, Hustler, Shazam, The Nightingale, Long Shot, Queen and Slim, John Wick, Chapter 3, Fighting with My Family, Five Feet Apart is a banger. I don't know whoever says it's not. It's just crazy. Um, <laughs> Rock, And then I have Rocket Man. So that's my honorable mentions yeah. of 2019 as of right now. Um, I mean, I guess I, that's it. Yeah, that's that's the list. <laughs> yeah. for Hustlers and Little Women are also in my honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to get, I wanted to get like uh, Little Women and Knives Out and Teen Spirit up in there, but it's just like you said, Larry. It was a really, really good, good year. So, uh, yeah. So those are my honorable mentions. Um, Hannah, what about you? You got any honorables? Uh, yeah, I have. Right, I have five. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Shazam, El Camino. Mm. Rocket oh, okay. Man, uh, Endgame, mm. Captain Marvel, and Doctor Sleep, and yep, that's it. <laughs> Captain Marvel didn't make it. Oh wow, Doctor Sleep too. Yeah, I wow. know. It hurt. Oh, it oh. kills me. Rocket Man on all three of our honorables. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too competitive years. Just too well, competitive. Well, you and I have Queen and Slim in ours too. Um, yeah. I think Honey. I, I think you said Honey Boy too. I have Honey Boy in mine. Yeah, my honor. Again, Queen of Slim might bounce into my top 10 before I make my video. It was in there. I just, I don't know, all this rearranging, it's it's too much. Yeah, well, what really took Queen and Slim down for me, because it was, it was like number nine in my top 10, was the conversation that I had with Kobe Mac about the movie. Um, just all the stuff he was saying was just hitting all the right notes. And I was like, dude, you're right. It ain't that. It's not that amazing. It's good. But um, he was just saying a lot of good stuff about the movie, yeah. a lot of plot holes that's in the movie and stuff. So I still enjoyed it. The Nightingale, I wanted to get that closer. Uh. A little bit, but just the um, I didn't I didn't like the ending at all. It's just that's what kind of ruined that one for me. Um, Little Women, I liked Little Women, but it felt very like I don't know, kind of just what I expected in a way. Um, and Knives Out and Honey Boy, they were fighting out the top. They were fighting out with my number nine and my, and my number ten. So it was like a fatal four way with them four. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, and yeah, once again, Five Feet Apart is a banger. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually watched that again on New Year's. Like, you know, it's a banger, so I don't know. Um, all right, let's get into our top tens now then. Ooh, this is I'm like nervous. I don't know what's going on. Um, I can't believe <laughs> we are here. Top ten movies of twenty nineteen. I'm so glad we finally had this show and stuff. So let's get right into it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. And then I'll go to Hannah, then I'll go to Larry, and then we'll do that. Um, okay, so my number ten right now, I have marriage story. Once again, this was fighting out with Honey Boy and um, what's the other movie that I was talking about? And Knives Out. You know, this these like these four in the number nine, ten, eleven, twelve spot was really like duking it out. But Marriage Story left me really, really kind of uneasy after walking out that theater. Um, once again, one of the best screenplays of the year, and just a very like. I felt like I was just watching people live their life instead of watching a movie. So I have to go. Marriage Story is my number ten spot. Uh, Hannah, what about you? What's your number 10? All right, my number 10 is Knives Out. Uh, okay. I was really looking forward to this movie. It was one of my most anticipated movies of the year. 
And I was, like, kind of expecting it to be, like, underwhelming for me because, like, I'm one of those people where it's, like, if I'm watching a mystery and, like, I know that, like, it's leading to that, I'll try and figure it out before, like, the movie ends and I'll think I'm, like, clever. So, like, uh, <laughs> that's what I was doing while I was watching Knives Out and, like, it completely left me guessing, like, the entire time. It's really funny. The screenplay's great. All the performances are great. Chris Evans gives one of the most fun performances of the year. So does Daniel Craig. Uh, his accent is amazing. Uh See, yeah, I really love this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, good choice. Yeah, because I, I, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't disregard anything you're saying. It's a great film, and it was in my top ten for a while until I saw some other movies. So, um, great choice, uh, Larry. What are you? What's your number ten? Well, great minds think alike because Knives Out is also my number 10. (laughs) I actually saw this three times uh, in the theater. First at the Denver Film... Yeah, I saw it at the Denver Film Festival and then I saw it at like the advanced screening type thing because my grandma couldn't go with me to the film festival and then saw it again with uh, my friend. So, my couple of my friends. I just think it was uh, so fun. Like, even after you know what's going to happen, all three times, I was just smiling, I was laughing. Uh, All of these performances are so good, from Anna de Armas to Chris Evans, who I think steals the show personally. Um, Yeah, it just is one of the best scripts of the year to me, and uh, I think it's beautifully directed, a fire original score. So I, I think just the, the underutilization of those side characters a bit is, is what hinders it from moving up further into my top 10, but it still is definitely one of my faves. Um, agreed. Once again, I can't disregard anything you guys say about <clears throat> Knives Out, uh, one of the better films of the year. Um, like I said, it was almost in there, but not quite. Um, number nine. Now, number nine, this is a movie that was very, it was higher up on my list, but then I saw more things. And I, I recently rewatched it and realized that it's really good. I still really enjoyed it and have a lot of fun with it. But um, it doesn't like it doesn't quite reach the other movies that are in like my like like the other eight movies that I have here. But it's still one movie that I really love watching in theaters with a, with, a, with a big audience and stuff like that. And that is Booksmart. Um, it was one of my favorite movies that I saw in theaters because you know the crowd reaction. I saw it with a bunch of friends. It was one. Of, it was like it was a really really good time. Um, rewatching it at home had a, the same amount of fun. I love all the performances. I love all the characters. Like literally every character in the movie um, is a fun time. Caitlin Dever and and um, and Beanie Feldstein is like really really had really really good chemistries. And yeah, one of my favorite movies of the year. That is Booksmart, my number nine spot. Um, Hannah, what about you? Number nine. All right, my number nine spot is going to go to Jojo Rabbit. Uh, that low? Can my- <laughs> me? I'm sorry. <laughs> also one of my most anticipated movies of the year because I'm a really big Taika Waititi fan. And I think that this is maybe my favorite um, screenplay that he's ever written. It's not my favorite movie of his, but I think the screenplay is very strong and it's very creative and the movie's very funny. And like, uh, there's this one scene that everyone's been talking about throughout the entire year, including Scarlett Johansson and... Uh, Roman uh, Davis, yeah, is that yeah, saying? Yeah, Roman Griffin yeah. Davis, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's heartbreaking, and I cried Oof. so much, and it's perfect. Um, but the rest of the movie, I, I think that the editing gets a little weird, and, like, there's some spots where it slows down a bit, and I think it takes a while to get going. I think that's why it's, like, down my list a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I still love the movie, um, and I, like, really look forward to watching it again. I haven't seen it again, so maybe that also is, like, hindering... Um, why it's down so low, but yeah, I love the movie. Big fan of Taika Waititi, one of his best. 
Yes, agreed. Um, should be higher. I don't know what's going on, but um, <laughs> um, uh, <died>. <laughs> <laughs> um, Larry, what you got for number nine? Your number nine spot. So number nine for me is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Ooh. I I know a lot of people I don't know came out underwhelmed, and I think it's because this isn't uh, Fred Rogers biopic um, like I think most people were expecting. This is this film just perfectly captures the essence of what Mr. Rogers stood for and how he made people feel. I think that Marielle Heller just directs it perfectly, like pitch perfect direction across the board um, in capturing that essence of what Mr. Rogers was about. And it unfolds like a really well done long episode of uh, Mr. Rogers neighborhood uh, oh god here i am blanking on the name of the show Whew, um, <laughs> but no i i really think that it just is wonderful tom hanks gives one of the best supporting performances of the year and i i honestly left not thinking of many negatives so that's why it's number nine for me um already i, I still I haven't like seen it i didn't see it yet um it's, i know it's a mess good. but um yeah, yeah, I heard it's good. I, I want to see it. I'll catch it on on demand when it comes out. Um, <clears throat> all right, number eight. So my number eight and my number seven spot were duking it out heavy. Again, uh, this is this is really <laughs> tough because I was going through this list all day. Again, re- retracing it. I mean, my number one didn't change, but like everything else was like all over the place. Uh, my number eight spot is The Farewell. I watched this movie in theaters opening weekend when it came out. Absolutely adored it. Um, it, there's not really like performances that you really, that really stands out. It's just the storytelling of the movie as a whole. The script is really, really good. Um, the directing by Lulu Wang is also really, really good as well. Um, one of my favorite movies of the year. I love the. It, my grandmother being in the hospital kind of helped as to why I love this movie so much because I can kind of relate to it on an emotional level. So the farewell is definitely, definitely in my number eight spot. So that's it. Uh, Hannah, what's your what's your number eight? All right, my number eight spot is a Netflix film called Paddleton. Uh, it stars Ray Romano and Mark Duplass, and it's directed by Mark Duplass, and it's criminally underrated this year. It is, um, yeah. You're the only one that I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite screenplays of the year, and I, I'm holding out that maybe I'll get an original screenplay nomination, even though it's gotten, like, zero love and, like, any other critics, uh, like, you know, awards, season, whatever. <laughs> like, uh, let go but, of the hope, girl. The hope is going to kill like, you. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding on to it, okay? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it has one of the best screenplays of the year. And I think I cry a lot during movies. Like, I will cry, like, no matter what. But, like, this is the movie that uh, this year that made me cry the absolute hardest. It, like, broke me into pieces. Um, it's probably my second favorite ending of the year. Uh, so, yeah, this movie's great. And I wish more people would watch it. Um, yeah, I still have been trying to catch it. You said it's on Netflix? I yeah. always forget. There's so much stuff to watch everywhere, um, especially with all these damn apps and stuff. But I do want to check it out at some point eventually. Um, all right, Larry, what you got? Number eight. So coming in at number eight, I have How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, I actually was mm, worried that, that this was going to fall out of my top ten. But honestly, very few films like emotionally just 
hit me as hard as this movie did. Um, I can understand, I guess, other people's problems, but I just didn't have those same problems. This is a beautiful conclusion to a really fantastic animated trilogy um and you know we've come to love and know these characters over nine years and it's just a really wonderful uh end to the toothless hiccup friendship story of course the animation is just jaw-dropping it's absolutely stunning and i think the story was really well done it was really well written so yeah it's it's unfortunately the only animated film to break my top 10 this year oh wow but i loved it oh i'm actually surprised about that I wow, know. I'm actually surprised about that as far Thank as the anime you. goes. But um, yeah, it's a tough year, like you said. Uh, I still haven't seen it. I know, I know. I know you. You haven't seen like half my list. I know. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but um, <laughs> he hates I, all the movies great. I love. <laughs> no, I don't. I love them. I just like. I don't know. I never got. I never watched the first two. So if I didn't see the first two, I'm not gonna go see the third one. Don't, don't pull the Christian. You have to watch the first two because then the third one has. Oh well, of course, yeah, of course. That's why I didn't go see it. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's why I didn't go see. It. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why he went to go see Dark Fate without seeing any other. Like that makes no sense. But um, yeah, of course. That's why I didn't want to go see. It. I wanted to see the first. Uh, the first two first. Uh, even, I know I watched half of the first one, but yeah. Um, and I have the collection at home. I just like I gotta watch it. Um, all right. So number seven, we are in our final, our top seven of the year. Uh, my number seven is actually a movie I just recently watched. On New Year's Day, actually, and, if I, and I caught it in time before my listing, which I wanted to. And that is Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems Ooh. is um, Uncut Gems was a very, very good time in theaters. Adam Sandler's best work by far. Um, a lot of great performances in that oh, movie with people. Hello. Oh, no, no, this is best, <laughs> best performance. Are you kidding me? Um, a lot of a lot of performances in this movie are really good by act by, by, by people who aren't even actors and stuff. And it was a, it's a really good film. One of the I think it's the most out of this year too, I think right under Marriage Story, it's it's like the uh, most realistic screenplay. It's not like this, like this, this, this times in the movie where people are just talking in a room, and you don't. I don't believe that was written on paper. I think that was all improvised and stuff. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Only thing I didn't like about it was the music, but other than that, I really, really enjoyed the film. I came in to watch it again, and I'm glad I caught it before my list. So, I'll cut Jabs. Larry, you're wrong. Please, you like the lighthouse. Please, let it go. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, Uncut Gems, number seven. Thank you very much. Uh, Hannah, what's your number seven spot? All right, my number seven spot is going to go to uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Oh! Uh, I know I know you don't like this movie. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I love this movie. It's generic. It's very generic. But I don't know, man. I was just super invested in the story, and I love Christian Bale and Matt Damon's dynamic. And all, like, it has some of the best, like, racing scenes, like, I've ever seen. I think they're very, like, immersive. And James Mangold, like, this whole film is directed very beautifully. And the cinematography is great, and I love the music, too. I feel like the music is being very underappreciated. Um, and I really hope that Christian Bale gets a nomination for this movie because he's fantastic in it. And it made me cry a lot. And it made me smile. And this is just a really good feel-good movie. Like, I, I think that everyone should watch it at some point if you're in movies. Yes. Because I think that you could, you would really like it. Dwayne, you know, you need to go somewhere. <laughs> you're, like, the only person I've talked to that doesn't like this movie. It's uh, so, so basic. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser, oh. for sure. And it's a great one at that. So basic. Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like, it's either... Or is it basic? Nah, you kidding? You, you are you are a mess. Okay, book smart is not basic. Are you kidding me? It is. Oh, it's not, man. Yes, Ford Ford and Edge Seventeen did it way before this. Oh, 
listen, I, I can't do this right now. Listen, okay. But with more substance. So Ford v. Ferrari. The only thing great about Ford v. <laughs> Ferrari was its cinematography. That's it. That's it. That's all. <laughs> it just got a, it just got the cinematography nomination today from the official um as it should. That's it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, all right, Larry, what about your the number number seven bangs. spot? <laughs> it's all right. So coming in at number seven for me, I have Midsummer. So oh. <laughs> this I thought this movie was amazing. I don't know whether I like Hereditary or Midsummer better. I just think Ari Aster directed the hell out of this movie. Oh my gosh, these transitions and the camera work are stunning. And I'm so sad that he's not, he doesn't get the, I don't know, attention that he he deserves with how good of a director he is for being, you know, so young. And I think he should at least be in the conversation as, as we're getting towards award season. But of course, birthday girl herself, Florence Pugh, is amazing in this movie. I mean, she just kills it. Another stellar female lead performance in a horror film that is, once again, getting overlooked. Um, mm-hmm. But I I thought it just tackled all of the the issues it was trying to tackle in a very interesting, nuanced, and well-established way. Plus, the, the story itself is just insane in the best possible way. I loved Midsummer, and if only they had put that director's cut on the Blu-ray, I would own it right now. But they want to play games with Apple TV, so here I am, not able to watch it again. <laughs> I saw this three times in the theaters too, including the three times. Are you kidding me? You sat through that thing. Two regulars, and then I went for the director's cut when it was. Baffled. Love that. Yeah. Then, then Daniel on on film Twitter said that he should take a shot every time I gasp, and it's a lot of gasping I just did at Midsummer (laughs) being your number seven. Are you kidding me? It's summer. Um, all right, we're at number sixes. So number six, uh, I wanted this. This movie was in my top five for a while until about November-ish. Uh, but my number six is indeed Joker. I liked Joker a lot. Ooh. Loved it the first. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it the first time I saw it in theaters. Um, I think it has one of the best scores of the year. I think it's um and a I think female it, composer. Yes. 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 Yeah, I really um and one of the best performances of the year from Joaquin Phoenix. Um I enjoy the movie. I don't know. I know everyone's gimmick is to like hey Todd Phillips and Todd Phillips bad. Joker's bad, blah 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 blah. But um I mean listen, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I don't care for him, but I like the movie and stuff like that. So um yeah, Joker, one of my favorite movies of the year. Enjoyed it, can't wait to watch it again. I actually watched it like two weeks ago. Um and I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it each time I watch it. So Joker is my number six of the year. Um thank you very much. Uh Hannah, no go ahead, number six. All right, my number six is also a comic book movie, and it's <coughs> Spider-Man Far From <laughs> I love this movie to death. It's my favorite comic book movie of all time. It's one of my oh, favorite movies oh. of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, oh. Favorite comic book of all time? That was quite a shock. I know. Uh. Oh. Um, yeah, The Avengers has held that spot for so long. And then this movie came along and it just, it spoke to me. Like, I've rewatched it the most out of any movie this year because I just think it's, like, one of the most rewatched movies I've ever seen. Uh, and this is going to definitely be a comfort uh, movie for me for, like, ever. Uh, yeah, I just love this movie a lot. I don't know why people hate it so much, but... I don't hate it. Name, I just so. think it's... it's... 
I don't hate Far From Home. It's just as I watched it each time, I've liked it less and less. I don't know what it is. Ooh. I love because I remember <laughs> if you go back to our like spoiler review, I was gushing, and then I watched it again, and I said I don't know, and then I watched it again, and I said eh, it's all right, and then I just keep Ooh, watching. It. I'm just like I'm disliking it more and more. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't know. It's um, I don't know. But um, same thing with Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. I watched it again yesterday with Alex. I'm like, what is this? But um, oh, yeah, and Jake Gyllenhaal gets one of the what? best performances of the year. Period. Sorry about it. Oof. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I love Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie. I think he's fantastic. No, he's great in this movie. He's one of the best uh, Marvel villains, in my opinion. So, I could agree with that. I could agree. He, with... He's so fun, and he knows exactly what kind of performance he's giving, and it's like two different performances in one film, and he makes that transition like so believable too that it's the same person. And it's just because um, the little mannerisms between like the like good side and the bad side of um, Quentin. Um, yeah, I would agree. I just think there's too there's too many Tony Stark, too much Tony Stark in the movie. That's my only that's my only gripe about it. It's too much. Like Man. every point of the scene. it doesn't bother I, me. I think it's too disjointed of a film. It's like I don't know. Tonally, it's a mess to me. That's the biggest problem for me personally. But. <laughs> And they cut out a lot of good stuff. When you watch, when I went back and watched the like, extended or whatever, I don't know. Um, it just didn't. It ain't work. But we will not time. slander Tom Holland, Zendaya, or Jake Gyllenhaal here, folks. We have no, no them all. No. We love them they, all. Because um, I love their relation. I love their relationship. And I want to see more of that. I, I'm excited we're doing the Spider-Man three. Um, I just need less of Tony Stark. He needs. He's he's involved in everyone's storyline. It's awful. It's like he's everyone's villain. He's everyone's why the villain's angry and stuff. It's like it's it's enough. You know. I'm just let him die. Let him be dead. That's it. Um, Larry, what's your number six? Uh, okay, so this, uh, again, when I make my final video, I, I don't know if this might jump back into the top five, because it kills me that it's not in the top five. But at number six, I have The Farewell. So this one, yeah, this was just one of the most personal movie-going experiences of the year for me. I was raised by my grandmother. I still live with and take care of my grandmother now. Um so obviously a story like The Farewell is going to resonate really well with me. I thought that we had some really great breakout performances. Everyone just felt natural and authentic. Like uh, you just feel like you're right. part of the family. You feel like you're there. And it earns all of the emotions. The direction from Lulu Wang is just fantastic. And yeah, I, I think it's one of the best screenplays of the year as well. Just across the board, I think The Farewell is pretty amazing. Um, everything you said, I echoed. Um, yeah. I echoed a lot. It made it, like I, I. That's one thing that I missed. Um, saying when I was talking about it in my number eight spot is the fact that you feel a part of this family and yeah. you feel like you feel what they're going through and stuff. And I love that. So I definitely, I definitely, definitely agree. Great spot. Um, all right, are we in top five. We are. Yeah, we are. We are in top five. Okay, this is. I'm doing some more shuffling. Let me figure this <laughs> out. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh shit! All right, my number five. I'm just gonna just gonna, I I just took it out of my number four, but all right, my number five of the year is Parasite. Um, Parasite. I wasn't looking forward to it because I did. It was like getting that. It was getting that overwhelmingly praise that I get kind of nervous about. You know, the same praise when someone's like, "Dwayne, you gotta go check out the Lighthouse." It's like one of the best films of all time, and then I see it, and it's a travesty. So that's what I was afraid that Parasite was gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was afraid um, Parasite was going to be. I watched it in a 
really, really crowded theater. Everyone was excited for this movie, and I just loved it. It's like so many genres mixed into one. It's comedy. It's horror. It's a family film. It's a, it's a drama. It's just so much stuffed into one. I loved it. The cine- it was some of the best cinematography I've seen all year. Some of the best production design that I've seen all year. One of the best foreign films I've ever seen. I've ever seen like because I, I'm not a huge fan of foreign films just because of like dialogue and all that type of stuff. You know, it's kind of hard for me to, to just like keep like just hold my attention in that type of when I have to read dialogue. But reading Parasite, is hard for Dwayne, y'all. Reading is hard. Don't, <laughs> give him, don't give him too much. Um, I just don't like, I just don't, I, I just don't prefer, I don't prefer, I don't prefer subtitles. That's just my thing. But it's one of those movies that, um, that you watch and I, I didn't even, I didn't even catch myself being bothered with the subtitles at all. And I loved it a lot. Um, I think it's some of the best dialogue too. Some of the best suspense in the movie. Um, some, a lot of amazing, beautiful shots that I just want to put on my wall and stuff. So, um, really, really great movie. That's my number five, my number five spot, um, right now. Hannah, what about you? All right, my number five is Marriage Story. Uh, I this was my favorite movie of the year for like a minute, but then I rewatched <laughs> it. <laughs> but then I rewatched it, and it was less less impactful for me uh, over like repeat viewings. But I still love the movie a lot. I do think um, that it is like one of the best screenplays of the year. Uh, Noam Baumbach, he's just a very good writer. Uh, mm-hmm. And then two two of the best performances I've ever seen. I think this is some of the best acting I've ever seen. Scarlett Johansson in particular. I think she's phenomenal in this film. Uh, and I really hope that both her and Adam Driver uh, win the Oscars this year. I think they wholeheartedly deserve it. But also, I think this film rides such a great line of comedy and um, depression. Uh, because, like, there's so many parts of the movie where it's, like, you feel, like, these characters, like, you feel they're hurt and you feel, like, how, like, hard this is for them. But also, like, the movie's very light. Um, and it rides that line so well. It doesn't ever feel like they're, like the tones are switching, like, uh, bad. Like, you know how uh, Larry, like, he's like, you know, yeah, he thinks that Barbara Home is, uh, like, totally messed. Like, that doesn't feel that way here. They, like, switch between yeah. that, uh, between the two, like, perfectly. I think they do it better than the first Spider-Man Far From Home, even though I really like the movie. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I love this movie. Um, alrighty, so you have Marriage Story number five. Uh, no, 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 I love Marriage Story. Oh, no, it was no, just no. a very... <laughs> no, no, sorry, I was, like... No, 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 I was looking at an email. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I was looking at an okay. email. Um, it was a bill. You know when you get bills in the email, you're like, God damn. But like, it was a bill. <laughs> That's when you're ready to burn the computer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bill. Throw no, it out the window. Marriage Story is my number ten spot, so no, I have no problems with. I have no nothing to say bad badly about Marriage Story. It was it was a banger. Um, all right, Larry, what, what about you? What's your number five? Coming in at number five for me, I have Avengers Endgame. Yes. <laughs> so this is the only comic book film I have in my top ten. It was certainly my personal favorite comic book film of the year. I just respect so much what this is as an accomplishment. I mean, oh, it's, it's not perfect. I definitely have some problems, like, character-wise with, you know, Thor. He's he's my man, and I don't know about all that storyline. <laughs> I'm sorry. People still be defending it, and I'm like, mm, but really? Um, but other than that, I you know, when it comes to time travel movies, a lot of the time, you just gotta let it go, you know? And it is what it is. It's a comic book science fiction film. It is what it is. But I think Tony Stark was so well-developed in this film as was Steve Rogers I love where both of their story arcs took them into these different directions Robert Downey Jr. gives a stellar performance as does Scarlett Johansson I think a lot of people are forgetting how good she was in this film as well so I she's agree. 
She's turned in like three really, really strong performances this year. Uh, so everybody's gushing over all of Adam Driver's great performances, but ScarJo is right there too, with just as many almost. Um, it's just because she's a. By the way. It's, it's just because she's a mess in, in, the, in the press. Oh, that's all. It's just she is all. a mess. She is a mess. I got into an argument song over that the other day on Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. But... No, it's because people really can't, like, uh, right. understand that you can separate the art from the artist. And I'm like, oh. But, no, this movie, I mean, it was just great. I haven't been on such a roller coaster in a film maybe ever, just with the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, all of it. You're just like, it was the most insane theater-going experience I've ever had. It was amazing. When those portals open, I mean, I don't know that I've ever, I don't know that I've ever had, like, that level of just epicness in my my entire life. So, you know what? You you wrap up uh, over 10 years worth of over 20 films i mean come on uh, they did it better than rise of skywalker tried to do it this yes year, but... thank oh, you <laughs> yes christian talk about it. it's it's the best star wars like christian cut your ass about it it's the best star wars film of all time <laughs> i like it about. i like rise of skywalker all right um larry yeah, that, that's it that's all you got that's good all right with that being with that being said just to tack on what larry said my number four spot is avengers endgame um, listen, call, say I like theme parks, say I'm this and that, <laughs> say I'm a Disney, say I'm a Disney show, say I don't like movies because the end game is so, it's like above Parasite and the Farewell and all these great movies, but end game, I have never been inside of a theater with uh, so many feelings and like just in one sitting and stuff. I saw this movie at midnight, opening night. I saw it at midnight. It was a packed theater. It was like such the the vibe. I don't think we'll ever get to that type of vibe in a theater ever again for a long, long period of time. Um, even like I thought the sky, the rise of Skywalker was gonna have that kind of vibe in a theater, and I and I'm still reach. I'm still looking for it. It doesn't. Um, and just like the emotions that it kind of takes you on the first watch, and it, it's it's one of those movies where like. I was at the edge of my seat the entire three hours, three hours of, of Martin Scorsese's Irishman. I was snoozing after the first two. I, this move, this movie, I, I, I don't know how, like the portal scene, I think about that scene yes. to this day and I get so much goosebumps. So watching that for the first time in a theater was like one of the best feelings of the year that I, that I can remember. I saw the movie like eight times in the theater. Um, I, I would see it again in the theater in a heartbeat. Cause it's just like, it's one of those things where you have to see it on a big screen on a massive speakers, a lot of great performances. Once again, what, what the movie accomplishes in, in the amount of time that it, that it needs to accomplish it. Um, it's so fantastic. Is there, is there some messy spots? Yes. Is there some messy things that I would take out of it? Absolutely. Same with Larry. I, I do think a lot of a lot of the character points kind of moved way too quickly to get to that end game kind of battle. But once again, um, some of the best what I've ever had in a, in a theater was from Endgame, and I can't deny that. I've tried so hard to be a film Twitter person and try to kick this movie out of my top ten just because everyone's thoughts on it. It's kind of like went kind of weighed down my thoughts, but then um, no, I just I just learned to like just own it and stuff, and that I love the movie. It's my, my, it's my number four spot. I ain't ashamed. I love Endgame to the like I love it so much. Yeah. Uh, Hannah, how are you? What's your number? What's your um? What's your number four movie of the year? My number four is Parasite. Uh, I saw this movie super late, and I'm so mad that I saw it so late. Um, and I haven't gotten the chance to rewatch it like I really want to. But I love this movie so much. I think it has, I don't want to say it's a plot twist, because it's definitely not a plot twist. But it has, like, 
uh, one of the best, like, uh, tonal shifts, I guess, uh, in movies this year. Because uh, the movie starts off and it's, like, it's it's interesting in both parts because, like, it feels like two different movies in a way, but not in a way where they're, like, uh, competing with each other. It feels very fluid um, and kind of, like, puzzle pieces, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh so the first part of the film, it's still very, like, you know, like, you're invested and, you know, you're having a good time watching it. But then, like, there's a certain point that ha- where something happens and the movie is completely different from then on. And it's very dark. Um, and I love the two contrasts of the film. Uh, and it's just, it, it's a great, um, it's what Joker wants to be, basically. Uh, <laughs> it's a great commentary on uh, classism and the performances are great. I think the score is great, too. I don't think enough people are talking about the score. Um, and like like Dwayne said, the cinematography, uh, the production design. I can't rate. I can't wait to rewatch this movie. I, I'm, this I par- love this is this is, this is Parasite, right? Yeah. This, yeah. this is Parasite, right? Okay, 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 okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I love Parasite. I loved it. It was um, it, it, it was it was almost my number five, my number four spot, but I just didn't uh, get it there. Um, Larry, what about you? Number four. I wish you would have kept it. We would have had a clean sweep because my number four <laughs> is Parasite as well. Uh, I mean, just echoing the thoughts. I think this film is fantastic. It has one of the best ensembles of the year. Everybody just delivers in their performances. And what's so special is in a year that was ripe, I mean, we had so many movies that were basically eat the rich. You know, we had Joker. We had Hustlers. We had Us. We had uh, Ready or Not. We had so many many movies that were literally about you know what just kill the rich and or or drug them and steal their money i guess but this one just did it better it did it better than all the rest it upstaged them all and i think this screenplay is amazing one of if not the best screenplay to me of 2019 the cinematography Mm -hmm. great the production design is stellar and i think it accomplishes that metaphor and what it's saying about classism in such a great and effective meaningful way um and of course that backyard scene is just like one of the oh my lord (laughs) best moments it's one of your endings of all time it's insane Uh, so yeah, Parasite. Uh, honestly, as we're moving towards award season, this this is kind of what I'm pulling for. This is what I'm hoping starts sweeping up the big ones. Yeah, I really hope it gets nominated for that best picture. I I think it deserves it a lot. I think even the box office. I remember you and I, Larry, we were going every week. The box office was so strong for uh, Parasite and stuff, especially for a foreign film in America. A lot of people were going to see it. So I really hope that says something to the Academy and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I agree. Parasite was fantastic, and I was not expecting for it to be this fantastic. Um, all right, we are moving along here. We have our top three. Um, I'm not. I guess. Listen, our worst show was like an hour and a half. I guess like you when you when it's like worst movies, you just like talk about how bad they are, <laughs> or when you when because you get into like these rants or whatever. But um, all right, we're moving along here. Number three. So this was like, God, this was this was tough for me too. Um, my top three. We're in our top three of the year right now my number three movie of the year is waves uh the more i seen the more i watched waves the more i just love it i love the tonal shift um in the middle of the movie Uh, i know a lot of people i know a lot of people don't like the um tonal shift that happens in the movie but i enjoy it a lot calvin harrison jr once again is going to be the actor of our future because he another great performance from him but from everybody too uh i think i think this is one of the best ensembles of the year uh everyone is really good but it's like sterling k brown you have taylor russell you have um i'm 
forgetting the person who played the mother. Uh, I forget her name, but you have um, this amazing cast. I'm forgetting the the one the girl who played um, from Euphoria, who played uh, uh, Calvin Harrison Jr.'s uh, girlfriend in the movie. But she's also really good. Um, yeah, I just love it all around. Lucas Hedges was also great. I just really, really enjoyed the storytelling of the movie. I do love the direction, even though there is a couple of shots that are kind of wonky. I know Larry, like the car, the car like shots are a little weird, and I, I would agree with that as well. Um, especially on rewatch, I was I would look at that part, but like everything else, I enjoy. I enjoy the soundtrack. I enjoy the score, and I just love Waves so much, and I I love what it's all about by the end of the movie about forgiveness love and family so i enjoy it i waves is my number three movie of the year i love it so much uh hannah what about you number three all right my number three is a movie that Dwayne hates uh oh god (laughs) Uh, my number three is a movie called the lighthouse uh i love this film to absolute pieces it's one of my favorite (sighs) pieces of the year even if it doesn't mean anything i've speculated about it ever since i've seen it i can't stop thinking about it i think it has two of the best performances of the year robert eggers directed this thing to you know he chef's kiss it's freaking amazing i think it's the best directed film of the year uh i love this film so much i've rewatched it three times because i just can't like stop thinking about it this film is chef's kiss great amazing love it (laughs) yes I'm just like, I'm just dying that Willem (laughs) Dafoe is not in the steam right now. He's not. Good. He doesn't say anything. He should be. How does Willem Dafoe not make the shortlist? I will never under, I mean, he might be on the shortlist, but how does he not make the nominees? I'll never understand. I'll understand it because you don't don't get an Oscar for, you don't get it. You don't get an Oscar for saying hyperheat for hyperdurfin for like five hours. It's awful. I don't know what's going on. How is this movie going to be left out of best cinematography i will never know because come on agree now. oh okay i agree it's a good it's a well shot film <laughs> uh the ratio the ratio did kind of piss me off because listen i'm watching on this big fucking screen not the tv that i not the tv that i had when i was like 12 i'm watching on a tv screen put this on a fucking screen god damn it but the cinematography was good that's all I can give you. That's all. I, that's all. That's it. That's all. I, that's it. That's all I got. With, I love with the how lighthouse. I um, didn't even make my top ten, and here I jump it in like this. But <laughs> oh, you almost scared me. I thought it was like near number two or something. God, oh, the lighthouse. That's, that's, I hate that. Just an honorable mention. But for a while, it was in the top ten. I do really, really like the lighthouse. Lighthouse. Me, my best. Me, my best friend Alex. The only one with some sense. It's a hot mess. Um, wait. What's your number three? Yeah. All right, time to make Dwayne groan again. Cause oh. my three Ford V Ferrari at yeah. I, <laughs> I love Ford V Ferrari. So this had the potential of sliding Ultimate down dad <laughs> a little bit on my list, but I rewatched it uh, just within the last week and was reminded just how good this movie is. I think it is so perfectly executed. Because, I mean, it accomplishes everything it wants to accomplish at pretty much the highest level that it possibly could. Christian Bale is amazing in this movie. I think he's so good. Matt Daving gives a much more understated performance, but he's also really good as this, like, like this base for the movie to kind of stand upon. James Mangold, I mean, this direction I thought was stellar. We talked about those racing scenes. I mean, come on. They are so amazing and visceral. Um, the it's editing. not flashy direction either. 
but it's oh, still very that's, like impactful. That's the same thing with that cinematography. It's not always flashy, but it's just it's such a gorgeous film. Everything in it looks like basically a screen, like just could be a screenshot at any time. I think the score is also very good. Uh, just everything. Plus, I think actually the script I think is underrated as well. This is I about- agree. The development of these characters, in particularly Christian Bale's character as a person, is so good. And that's what makes the ultimate, like, emotional payoff what it is by the end of the movie. Plus, Noah Jupe's great. I mean, it's all great. I just loved this movie. If it weren't for freaking BB, whatever his name was, the villain, I, I would have pretty much thought this movie was perfect. Are we done here? So, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the oh, hype. Good, I, don't, oh. I don't get the, I tried. Listen, I went, I tried, got bored, and that's it. I don't know. I just, and this is another me. one. Speaking of Oscar talk, I don't know that it has the steam again. I hope it sneaks into Best Picture. But if it is not at least nominated for every single technical award at the Oscars, I don't know what we're doing here. Good. Listen, I don't blame these Oscars at all. They, they, they're, 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 like, they make sense. Be in there. I'm gonna be mad. All right. Um. With that being said, <laughs> <laughs> now that we got all away from all the bullshit, like Ford v. Ferraris and the lighthouses and all these messes, um, let's get into our top two now. Um. This is this is this was also really tough for me because I have been switching around these things all day once again. But my number two movie of the year is Jojo Rabbit. Um, oh, yes, I, I switched it. I switched it back. Wow. I did. I know. I switched it back. See that he changed it. I switched it back. Um, he went back. I think I think Larry knows what my number one is, but. Uh, Jojo Jojo Rabbit was fantastic. It really was. And this was a movie that back in summer, I was like, Hannah, the movie looks awful. What are you talking about? You know? And then I went to go watch it and I fell in love with all the characters. I fell in love with Roman Griffin Davis. I fell in love with Thomas and McKenzie. I fell in love with Taika Watiti. I just wanted to learn more about him and his directing. Uh, watch The Mandalorian if you want to see more of Taika Watiti's directing because he's just fantastic. And his other movies, of course. Um, and, you know, I was on a Taika Watiti high after watching Jojo rabbit i uh, wanted another another great great screenplay again i think one i think this performance for me at least um kind of out kind of trumps scarlett johansson's performance in marriage story for me um just because i think i think this one was way warm. yeah this one was like i don't know a lot about her performance in this one just kind of stuck out to me a little bit more than been than like you know angry mom but um you know i really i really <laughs> I, I really, really love Jojo Rabbit. Like the shot that Hannah's talking about, I've, I like, I haven't been that gutted in a theater since I, since like Infinity War and everyone got snapped away and stuff. So that was one of the most pivotal shots I've, I've seen all year. And it's just with the directing of Taika Waititi, he doesn't. It's, it's a lot of like show don't tell and i love that about him and a lot of directors won't go that route a lot of directors will feel like you need to be hammered with stuff like oh look 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 it's a it's a blank person you know but like taika does it so well where you don't even realize and stuff until until about a couple of seconds and he's just so great so jojo rabbit number two film it didn't get my number one because there's another movie that i just absolutely love each like each time i watch it and yeah jojo rabbit is my number two so hannah number two hello all right my number two, okay, so I was fighting with these two and I watched I rewatched them both last night and it didn't announce it on Twitter, which like 
but order I had it because I wanted to wait until we did this podcast. So, my number two is Little Women. Yes! All right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Larry, <film> Twitter, <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Little Women. I was not anticipating this movie. We, you can go back to the world shows where we talked about, like, the trailer and shit. Yeah, I remember. I did not want to see this movie. Uh, and I walked in, and I was just, like, and Greta Gerwig just like took me in a big ass hug and said, "You're gonna love this movie," and uh, <laughs> and I did. I like it. It really like made me feel like all like warm and happy inside. Like this is one of those movies that I can see myself rewatching like a whole lot, especially with like family and friends. Like I feel like this is a movie that's almost impossible to not like. Uh, the editing is like can be weird, and there's like some time like times the uh, timeline like inconsistencies but you know get away with that because like it's so charming all the performances are great uh Florence Pugh in particular uh, I think that she is a shoo-in for a nomination for Best Supporting Actress and like everyone here is just like so like I feel like everyone just like takes you into a big hug and like you know pats you on the back and like it just makes you feel all happy and warm inside I love it so much I can't wait to rewatch it again even though I've already seen it three times <laughs> Even though I already seen it three times, that's a that's a I don't know. Um, I liked it a lot. I, I watched no no no. I watched it on Wednesday. I liked it a lot. It's just like I watched better movies this year. I don't know what happened, but um, but it's great. I I I, I sentiment. I agree. Got a girl wig once again. She is one of my directing queens. I don't know what hands talking about Lady Bird. Lady Bird's fantastic. I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, she can go go be go be weird I'm and sorry. with your. Go be weird with your with your with your uh, mermaid sex and your and your beating up seagulls, <laughs> beating up seagulls and whatnot. But um, yeah, I would agree. Lady, um, Little Women was great. Um, Larry, what's your number two? So my number two is 1917. Uh, oh, I'm so mad. Uh, yeah, grappling so at my mad. top two was so difficult to put these two in in order. I think they're both very different. But 1917 could easily have fallen into just a one-shot gimmick. The way it was edited and shot could have been the whole, you know, reason to see the movie or whatever. But it is so much more than that. For me, this is what Dunkirk was striving to be, if I'm being honest. Yes! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! (laughs) I'm leaving. Dunkirk was so basic! Dunkirk Dunkirk was so basic thank Listen, you, you literally the lies you tell <laughs> if you loved Gun- dunkirk i don't know how you're not going to love 1917 because it is still that really amazing technical achievement not only is it edited much like birdman where you know every now and then you can see where the clear you know where the cut comes but obviously they're trying to keep it in a one take they have so many amazing long takes where it's a genuine long take where we are following people who are running and moving throughout these long stretches they had to build this huge freaking production that just looked fantastic the score is just i mean the best score of 2019 to me the acting is really strong and where i think this succeeds where <clears throat> um aforementioned other war films did not is we care so much. Thank you. Get, it, you. It, you get very endeared and care about what happens to these characters and the plight and journey that they are on and their mission. You, you're so sucked in and invested in 
everything that happens in 1917. I really just think this is a dang near perfect film. I am not usually one for war movies, if I'm being honest. And I mean, here it is at number two. I thought it was really great. Oh, my God. Listen, um, I didn't see I haven't seen 1917 yet, but I know when I saw that trailer in an IMAX theater, I said that is what Dunkirk wanted to do. <laughs> I did not Dunkirk just be if you put no no no. If you if, know, listen, like this is what it this here. is this this is what it is. This is what I feel like what it is for the majority of like film Twitter or whatever. If you put Tom Stevens' name in front of Dunkirk, everybody would think it's basic. But because it's Christopher Nolan, everyone is <laughs> no! like, oh my god, Dunkirk is sick. It's amazing. Uh, it's not. It's not. I was so bored watching that. I can't movie. with the Christopher I'm Nolan so, slander. <laughs> I was so bored. If you put Joe Schmo, John, if you put like John Stature or whatever the fuck, and you put that name, John Stature, directed Dunkirk, everybody be like, ah, it's awful. <laughs> the only reason why everyone praises it is because it's <laughs> All those characters were dull, so I'm glad to hear that you actually care about these people in 1917. God, I'm so excited to watch it next just- week. And Roger Deakins, I mean, thank. I mean, I know he has his Oscar, oh, already, but this is, I mean, this is next level. I, he just, he goes off on the cinematography Wait, in 1917. I mean, this is just, if he doesn't win his second Oscar this year, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, don't I mean love the Goldfinch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, at least the cinematography was the only good thing about the Goldfinch. So, <laughs> you tried, um, Deakins, you tried. Yeah, um, yeah, I would, um, yeah, I'm excited. I wanted to, I missed the screening. I missed, I think I had my sleep study. I missed the screening for 1917. Um, and the next one's not until next week, but that next week, I'm not. Your child, everybody's in town. You, you ain't going to the movies to see it in New York. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't, I can't, I didn't go. Every time I tried to go to the theater in New York, I was getting yelled at by my, by my girlfriend's family. And I was like, dude, I'm trying to go to 1917. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? But no, I couldn't watch it. I'm going to see it next week on like IMAX. I want to see it on a big screen. I, I'm really excited to watch it. Um, but I'm glad you said it's better than Dunkirk. Because, oof, God, I had to defend myself with Dunkirk all these years. Piss. Um, all right, guys. So we are going to go into our number one of the year. Number one spot. Um, okay. I'm, I'm, I, I know what Hannah is. I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for her to say it. But I'm going to go first. Um, I don't know what... <laughs> I don't know what Larry's is. I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know what Larry Larry's is yet. Um, but my number one movie is a movie that I saw. It came around like late summer last year, and I saw it in theaters, and I absolutely fell in love with it. It's like from moment, from beginning to the end, uh, one of the best movies that I've seen in a really long time, and one of the most focused movies that I've seen in a long time. It's 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 getting um. It's getting criminal, criminally under. It's like it's like so underrated right now as far as award season goes. Uh, my number one movie is Loose. Loose, I loved oh. it. I love Loose so much, and I tried. It was Jojo Rabbit that that defeated it for a good couple of months, and then I rewatched it at home, and I said, "God, this movie is so fantastic." I love 
I, I just want Kelvin Harrison Jr. in every single movie. I, I want Octavia Spencer in every single movie. I want Naomi Watts in every single like. I just want these these performances were so great. It's 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 criminally underrated right now with with critics and stuff. Um, the only thing that everyone says that uh, is that Kelvin Harrison Jr. is the is the main bright spot of the movie. But there's so much more. I love the score. I love the soundtrack. I love. The cinematography in that in that movie is also really good, um, and it's like it's like a, it's, it's like a relatively unknown director for the most part. And I just I, I I love Lou so much, and I tried to keep Jojo Rabbit at number one spot, but I just couldn't after rewatch. Um, I'm sad Loose doesn't have a Blu-ray. It has a it has a DVD. I, I have... know what is going <laughs> on. The no Blu-ray. <laughs> it, it doesn't have a Blu-ray. It has a DVD, but I, I sadly bought the DVD. I'm like oh, I don't want a DVD, but I bought it. Um, but I I love that movie so much um i i felt the same way i was waiting and i was so bummed on 2019 by like august because i did not get that same feeling that i got when i left when i walked out of searching last year well like two years ago in 2018 that summer when i saw searching for the first time i I left that that movie on such an emotional high as as far as for film and i was waiting for that movie to kind of do it and it was Loose. Loose is the movie that did that last year for me. Jojo Rabbit was right there, but Loose is like was the was the first one to do it, and I gotta commend that. So Loose is my number one movie of 2019. Um, yeah, I yeah, mean I it love- didn't it didn't quite make it there for me, but I have to say, I mean, are we? Uh, no offense to Marriage Story, but we're sitting here having Laura Dern from Marriage Story as the front runner, when Octavia Spencer it's, from Loose know. is sitting right here. Like, come oh my on. god, Octavia <laughs> Spencer. Yeah, even uh, Naomi, so like, even Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts is like Naomi Watts. I'm like, I'm like Laura Dern for the hundredth time is playing Renata. Everybody, that's Renata oh, from HBO. Okay? That's it. Okay, it's just like, but like, oh, Larry doesn't watch Big Little Lies, so you're he doesn't. Yeah, right now. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know who Renata is. Renata is her I character. Know, you, you're talking HBO. I'm gone, child. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renata is her character from Big Little Lies. I just hear Larry. Who? What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Who's these, what's well, he talking about? Yeah, just big little lies. HBO, Renata, Laura Dern, type it up. Look for a scene. It, it, oh. It's the it's the woman's marriage story. That's it. Um, but yeah, I totally agree, Larry. So She's that's my number so one movie. I, I, Especially yeah, to go I, from Ma, like that really fun, over the top, crazy performance, to this just like grounded, amazing performance. I mean, it's just yeah, Octavia Spencer, you're great, and I wish she was in the conversation for Best Supporting Actress at least, but you know, Luce, yeah, has gotten overlooked. Yeah, I, I, oh god, it's criminal. Um, Hannah, go ahead, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it, Hannah! time to shine. Go ahead. (laughs) We knew it was gonna happen, girl. (laughs) My favorite movie of the year. Big shocker. Everyone gasp right now. All right, is it chapter two? Okay, so I still can't really pinpoint exactly what it is about this movie, but I can talk about it for hours and why I love it. I just there's not a uh, like a specific thing that I can pinpoint, and I'm like, this is why it means so much to me. This is why it connects so much with me. This is why I love it so much. But yeah, this movie just works for me on all fronts, and I know there's problems with it. That's the thing. I have I always have acknowledged that I know that there's problems with it, and there's things that bother me about it. But this the the high points of the film just really like it works for me so much that I can just look past them like all together. And when I like did the review with Dwayne and I think it was Alex, like I told them everything that bothered me, but everything that I just completely love about this movie is just 
I don't, I can't, I just, I will never be able to put into words probably, but this movie just means so much to me. And I think like the scares are great. I think it walks that line of campy and actually scary, like perfectly. I think it's like the best, uh, like, uh, I think Andy Muschietti walks that um, line just as well as uh, Sam Raimi does in some of, his, some of his movies. This movie actually reminds me of like a Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi horror film a lot. Uh, yeah, I love this movie so much, and Bill Hader should be in the conversation for supporting actor. Just saying, uh, yeah, this movie means so much to me. I love it so much. Um, I mean, we all knew we was going to get here. But, I mean, <laughs> no one is surprised. We didn't know I, if it was going to be number two or number one, but... Like, right, like I, like I said in our review, Hannah, I want to be right there with you championing this movie because I wanted... It was one of those movies that I said, if this movie flops in my head, as far as me not liking it, I'm going to be done with 2019 i remember saying that and like a week before i saw it um luckily i liked it enough to like that it was fine and stuff it's just baby penny wise just ain't it's ain't for me it ain't for me it's just like some of the scares don't and work remember, some i of the... wasn't as excited uh, for the movies Dwayne was yeah. and i was the one that walked out and was like oh my god <laughs> yeah because i was amped and i love pennywise i love the first it movie and i was really i was really pumped but a lot of the stuff that happened in the movie although it was enjoyable i would say there's just a lot that just didn't really click for me like i wanted to that random scene where what's his face gets gagged on and a song i don't know what's going on i don't i was just like what's happening here <laughs> um it's way it's way too long and stuff and i just yeah it's um it's but i do agree listen there's some good performances in that movie too um but the only reason why it's not being it's not being heard of is because it's horror and horror has that that cliche oh, where sure. there's no good performances in horror movies unless you're like a 24 we're even fighting over there even those amazing <laughs> horror performances we're fighting trying to get yeah. recognition <laughs> Right, because I agree. Like Bill Hader is great. I think the I, I don't forget the guy who Old Spice guy is great in that movie too. Like you know, um, just Jessica Jessica Chastain is great in the movie. Just there's stuff in the movie that just did not click. Um, it just didn't click click the way I wanted it to click. You know, I thought I don't know. Just babe, why is Pennywise a baby? I don't know. Okay, okay. Um, Larry, <laughs> what is Larry? What is your number one? You are the last person. Let's go. Oh, so uh, I know there's lots of films people have loved, and some films both of you had on your list, like Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story, that did not make my list. Um, but I think it's fun because all three of us have number ones that weren't on anybody else's list on the podcast. My oh. my, my number one is portrait of a lady on fire wow (laughs) so i i've really been grappling this top two i mean bounces back and forth so much because i love them both so much right before coming on i just i i went with my gut and i went with portrait for one, talk about beautiful cinematography. Oh, this is I know, I, I know. So yeah. mad. I get so mad that foreign cinema so has to fight so hard just to get like on the same level because I'm like, what? How can anybody watch this movie and not be like, yes, it's at least one of the top five best, you know, <laughs> in cinematography wise? But the directing, oh, it's so good. Another female director who just gets this material right. The acting is stellar. In many ways, uh, it reminded me of Call Me By Your Name. And if you know me, that is a very positive thing. Because yes. I, love, <laughs> I love that film. Obviously, the, the obvious correlation is the same-sex relationship at the core right. of the film. Right. But this is just done so well. I love a story about unattainable love or, like, forbidden love, but it's not really, really forbidden, per se. I don't know. But 
they accomplish that so well. They do a lot with women and women's roles and feminism that is handled beautifully for the time period. I mean, I just think it's amazing. I honestly don't think there's anything bad about the movie. So, yeah, Portrait of an Lady on Fire is my number one. The only reason why, um, can you hear me, by the way? Everyone can yeah. hear me. Um, the only reason why I can't connect is because I haven't seen it yet. I remember for the Boston Independent Film Festival, it was the last movie on Sunday night. Um, and I didn't go to the Sunday night to the night lineup, and I wanted to so bad. Um, but I had to get stuff ready for work. Um, but I really want to see it. I see the I watch the trailer like almost every week just because it looks so great, and I can't find it anywhere in Boston. Um, so I know eventually it's gonna be in more it's gonna be in more spots. But um, I've been trying to find that movie for a long time. I think they were playing at the Arc light a few weeks ago but they were only playing it for one day and i was oh. doing a double great i don't know what's going on <laughs> um yeah i can't wait to quit this job i don't know what's happening um but like i um i i i really want to see it. And, and i actually agree from the trailers alone because i love trailers and i love watching trailers on a big screen um the cinematography looks fantastic oh, it really does it looks it looks so so beautiful so um and i really and i and the fact that you're comparing it to Calling Coming by Your Name is one of my favorite movies of all time as well. So I really want to see it. So I'm glad that's, that's actually a really good shocker because I'm glad that's, I'm glad that's your number one because I want to see it a lot. Really, really Have you bad. seen it, Hannah? No, I really want to see it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm so, so bummed. Like, thankfully, it, it was showing at the Denver Film Festival. Exactly. It's only showing at, like, yeah. film festivals. And that's the <laughs> so only I way. Thank God I was able to see it. It moved to 2020. Yeah, yeah there was... they, they released it in like L.A. and New York at the beginning of December just to qualify for the Oscars and the awards. But the official big release got moved back until like February. Right. So it's like, oh, my God. No, I just released this film. I, I want people to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it was the only um yeah, it was the only um movie like cuz I remember that that Sunday lineup um I couldn't I just I couldn't go to the Sunday lineup. The Sunday lineup it was like Clemency, The Two Popes and at 9 at like 8 yeah, 8:45 it was The Portrait of Lady on Fire and I was like, dude, I kind of want to just like show up to that. And I really wanted to see it and then like after I would, but then I was like, okay, it'll be fine. I'll catch it in December when it comes out eventually. And then it's, I've seen it nowhere. It's been nowhere in Boston. They had that one date for the Yark Light and then they kind of took it out to the theater. Um, so I really want to see it, but I'm really, really, I'm, I'm really, really glad it's your number one because I want to see it a lot. So I'm excited to see it eventually. But, um, I think we had a pretty good list on both on, on all ends um, and stuff. I'm excited to do this show with you guys. It was a very fun show. Um, all the BS aside, everyone's everyone's list is your list is your list. And um, the movies are that you love, all the movies that you love, and no one has the right to kind of tell you otherwise. So um, I'm so excited. Our, collect- I can't- our collective champ would be Parasite, right? That's the only film that made all three. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think it was all uh, uh-huh. top five. That was in all of our top fives, and I don't think I think all the other films maybe got onto two lists, but I don't think anything else got on all. Was Jojo Rabbit in anyone's? Was Jojo Rabbit? Not Larry. No, I didn't. It didn't make my list. Not Larry. Okay, The Farewell was that in everybody's? Oh, you haven't seen it? Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. Parasite. Yeah, Parasite Parasite. is our is our Cinemania World fave, I guess. By law, by law of average. (laughs) Um, yeah, I complained because it was a great year for film, and I was glad that I gave the year a chance after like, because listen, September, (laughs) I was over it. I was like, what is going on this year? But um, 
I, I'm, I'm really happy. 2020, um, I'm going to Sundance, so hopefully I see a lot of good things in Sundance, and I'm excited. 2020's off to a rough start. It is. The grudge. Oh, my God. But um, we're going to keep moving, keep checking along, and yeah. see what we have next. 1917 is next week, so I'm excited to uh, check that yes. out eventually. I, I, I'm Mercy, so pumped. That's my last 2019 film. Yeah, Just Mercy. I really wanted to see that as well. So I'm excited. There's still some 2019 releases that I have to see um, that I'm excited about. So other than that, guys, that is it. Um, That is our top 10 movies of 2019. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for staying on this long and hearing out our number 10. Thank you, thank you for listening to us banter and scream at each other at our list. But um, yeah, I'm very excited that everyone's listening and stuff. I think Christian posted his. I think Alex's list is up on his channel. I think Tyler's list is up on his channel and stuff. So um, yeah, uh, with that being said, I will go around the call game on social medias and stuff like that. Uh, Larry, I'll start with you first. Let everyone know where they can find you. What's coming up on your channel this weekend? Yeah, so you can find me on YouTube as well as Twitter and Instagram, all at LC Screen Talk. Uh, so later tonight, I'll have up my best movie moments of 2019. And then I'm hoping, <laughs> so a lot more work. Uh, I need to stop doing collages for things. I'm hoping to get my 30 favorite films of the decade up on the channel here soon as well. And then on Sunday, I will will have both my Rotten Tomatoes got it wrong for 2016 and then my recap and review for the Golden Globes. And I do have my Golden Globes predictions up on my channel now, so you should go check those out. Ooh, I forgot the Golden Globes is on Sunday. Hey, last yeah, year we, we did a prediction show on Sunday. We should do it. We should a do it on show? Yeah, on Sunday. Oh. Last, last year you and I did one and that was one of our first yeah. shows that we did together, so that was fun. I love award season. Award season yes. is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it's Sunday. I actually forgot. No. So um, I got no plans, and I'm excited. I'm going to get yes. some coffee, and I'm going to do Golden Globes all day. Um, with that being said, uh, oh, yeah, also, Portals Portals better be your number one movie moment of the year. All I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Hannah, let everyone know where they can find you. The birthday girl. Woo! Woo uh, <laughs> at Movies and Cats on Twitter. Amazing. Um, you. you could <laughs> Lawrence, find me. you and Miss Hannah. <laughs> Spirit <laughs> animals linked for life. <laughs> I don't know who I share a birthday with, but I, I, I want to know. I um, share Freddie Prince Jr. That's that's the only real famous person. And International <laughs> Women's Day. That's the one. I'm International Women's Day. Wow, we love a feminist. Yeah. Oh, can I just check this real quick? Because I'm feeling left out. <laughs> well, we so love a natural-born feminist. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity birthday September 12th. I have Paul Walker, okay. Two Chains, okay. Jennifer oh. Hudson, Emmy hey. Rossum. Okay, Kelsey Baller, Kelsey Ballerini. I like her. Um, that's it. You know when you're knowing your country music. Yeah, her music. Some of her music slaps. I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Okay, I, I like Kelsey. I like Kelsey. <laughs> I like Kelsey. <laughs> There's this guy named RM. I don't know who he is. This is this from a group or something. South Korean rapper. I don't know who that is. I don't know. He has pink hair. It's awful. Um. Anyway, um. You can find me on Twitter, Cinematic ninety four, Instagram, Cinematic nineteen ninety four. As far as for us, for us here on the green side and Cinemania world, um. This is this is our last show for today. Tomorrow I have episode two of Let's Talk, and that's gonna be with Lucy Bugless. Uh, talk about all. <laughs> we're gonna talk about all the things, all the juice. Cause she's been dying. I think she's been dying to rant. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let her have her floor <laughs> and stuff. Um, so that's tomorrow. And then um, 
And then after that, after tomorrow, we have uh, Sunday will be our box office show with Larry. But it yeah, looks like we're back. Looks like we're back on our regular schedule for Sunday's episode 42. Um, if you want to go look at our 2019 recap, that's episode 41. You can check that out. But um, Larry and I will be back on Sunday, most likely to do a Golden Globes recap. I mean, yes. pr- product, like prediction show as well. So that should be fun. And the world show should be back next week. Um, and then our, our actual award show, the Cinemania Awards, is next Wednesday. Uh, we have the I booked the studio for seven o'clock, so we'll see who can come on and stuff for that show. And if you want to go vote and be a part of the um, kind of nominations and all the fun on Twitter, uh, it's a lot of fun. Everyone kind of gets together and says says their votes over on Twitter. If you want to head over there, uh, the last post that I did today, I think it was um, score, I believe, and I was six nominees because there's so much. So check that out. I think I'm gonna try to do some more today. We're still voting as a group, and it's a mess. Like it's 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 a we're still we're still voting. I think we have like six more awards to vote for as far as as a group, and then we'll, and then I'll post them. And yeah, and then Wednesday will be the actual awards show. So stay tuned for that. And that is it, everyone. That is our top ten movies of 2019. We'll see you later on this year for our top ten movies of 2020. Um, The Grudge will be my number one. Oof. Wow. <laughs> it was awful. Um, and that is it, everyone. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. That was Han. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.